This week's episode is sponsored by Helio Gas Detection and Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. Hey everyone, this is Letty for the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm here with Andy and Tim from As December Falls. How are you guys doing? Doing alright. We're good, thank you. Very How excited you? about playing Dublin. Yeah. It's actually a year to the day that you played Dublin last when you were bowling for soup. Absolutely. It's, to, the day. to the, to the day. day. To the day. To the day. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Was that the day that you played drums for them? It was, yeah. Amazing. A year to the day. That's crazy. Ah, I didn't even know. Hmm, that was not planned, but very cool. <laughs> yeah, when you announced it, I was like... A year to the day. Nice one. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Maybe just make a thing of that, like every what, every, every year, every year on the day. This come is, back to Dublin. This is a day. Yeah, it's Dublin day. Dublin day. The third yeah. of December is as December Falls Day in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Love that. Merch. I'm telling you. <laughs> Dublin um, exclusive merch. Exactly. So, um, for our listeners who maybe haven't heard of you guys before, uh, do you want to introduce yourselves and like what roles you play in the band? Yeah. So I play lead guitar. Uh, I do a little bit of terrible backing vocals. Um, and now I play rhythm guitar and uh, no terrible backing vocals. <laughs> Sometimes terrible backing vocals on albums, though. Sometimes terrible backing vocals on albums, to yeah. be fair. To yeah. be fair. Normally yeah. one, one, like, one little, like... Yell. One little yell per record, you know? Yeah. That's, that's my little bit. Yep. That's how you get your writing credit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Just that one bit. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was, I'm just in the room for it, basically, you know? You're just like, do it again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you describe your sound? Ooh, we're probably going to fight now, aren't we? We're going to argue. Yeah, um, I think it probably started off as more of like a pop-punk thing, and now it's developed into this more kind of like alternative rock, but it's still kind of got those like core, like catchy hooks that you yeah. would associate with pop-punk. So we got all the fun stuff and the catchiness from the pop-punk stuff, but we're kind of exploring into heavier stuff and darker sounds at the moment, um, and probably taking some inspirations from a little bit of like, you know, like modern metal bands and things like that. And then I'll just throw, like, 80s lead guitar over everything. Yes. I yeah. mean, your solo shred. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad someone agrees with me. I, I didn't even know you played guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a constant battle in this band. It's just yeah. like, no. How many solos can I sneak onto an album? Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, so, I saw you guys got announced at main stage for Slam Dunk. You know, how do you guys feel? It, it, honestly, can't can't even express it. Yeah, it's... it's difficult to comprehend because we've we've all been going to that since we were like kids yeah like literally kids it's like the first big festival i ever went to um probably one of the festivals that actually inspired me to actually get in a band myself and try and give it a go one of my favorite shows ever was panic at the disco headlining 2016 like that's one of my core ever gig memories that was like my favorite show ever and now to be playing like main stage is just nuts yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things that you never think you're gonna get the opportunity to do. Yeah, and now it's happening, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like real shit now. It's crazy. Real exactly. Shit. It's just like this is the reason I'm in a band now. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The best we get is maybe the highlight reels of what we see on Rock Sound or Kerrang. Oh, bless you. Well, you know, every year now Dublin Day, third mm, of December, Dublin Day, we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it next year. <laughs> Um, and you guys played Download earlier in the year, you know, how was that experience? Again, just... It's, yeah, we, yeah. we kind of keep getting all these amazing opportunities recently, in the last kind of like, <clears throat> you know, couple of years, and it's just, everything's new, and it's just mind-blowing, and it's, you kind of walk out on stage, and there's thousands of people there, and you're not quite sure how it happened, or like, how you got there, but it's happening, and it's so difficult to take in, but it's also so much fun, because it is the first time we're doing a lot of these things, and... 
the response um, from the people watching us is just so insanely positive yeah. and welcoming and it's just so much fun out there like we had some direct clashes, clashes with some like really big bands that very much share the same fan base as us so when you know we saw the slot we were like ah oh, no one's probably going to see us when they've got you know these other bands on main stage but we packed out the tent people literally couldn't even get in which is just crazy and I think probably Download was really special for us because you know we're from Nottingham it's about half an hour away from Donington so Download I mean Download was the first festival I ever went to as a 14 year old so and because it's always been like very you know old school classic rock and metal and not really embracing you know the more emo alternative stuff I think we all grew up thinking oh we're never going to play Download like Slam Dunk's probably on the cards hopefully one day but download would just never work so actually when we saw that lineup how they were really broadening into like you know outside of their usual genres and usual bands and it was just fucking incredible it was amazing like that was definitely a huge highlight for me yeah that festival yeah we were actually talking about on the podcast especially with um the new lineup that download released this year it's just like they're embracing the new bands now you've got queens of the stone age on there as well i see bowling for soup made it on there as well yeah 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 love bowling for soup um and for me as well like it's less about the headliners and more about the smaller bands that they've got playing which you know that lineup is stacked you've got vakovi you've got charlotte sands like such a really great variety uh you know yeah, su- such a great variety of bands that, that really deserve those spots and are finally getting the chance to play. It's great. It's such a satisfying feeling seeing, like, you know, even when I saw you guys get announced for Slam Dunk, I was like, oh, yeah, go them. Oh, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. Yeah, it's good. Um, so the tour started back in November with Dream State. You know, how has it been? It's been amazing. It's been the longest tour we've ever done, the most amount of tickets, and the best experience we've ever had doing a tour. It's been incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just just summed it up right there. I did. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, I can't. I can't top that. The, cr- the crowds have been bigger. The energy's been the been the most. You know, we've never had so many crowd surfers, mm-hmm. so many mosh pits, so many circle pits. Like the energy every single night has been nuts. It's been so good. Awesome. I can't wait to experience it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun tonight. I'm mean, very excited about a headline Dublin show. It's our first time ever doing it, so it's gonna be good. You picked a great venue as well, the Grand Social, like. Yeah. It's decent. And we nearly sold it out. We're not far off sellout, which is yeah. great. And we sold out Belfast as well. Again, our first ever Belfast headline and it sold out. It's yeah. gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Again, it's just it's just another like amazing experience. Like we you know, you come out of Ireland like so far away from like you know, where we grew up and stuff and like people come out and watch you play music and it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's good. Because, like from an Irish perspective as well, we don't expect a lot of I guess the smaller bands as well to come over. Like we like yeah Guns N' Roses whatever maybe every five years but like when you guys announced I was like oh Savage a smaller band coming like we had Chelsea Grin come over as well Lorna Shore like all these big bands coming over it was a really good summer for Ireland and hopefully continues in 2024 well we've always wanted to do it but the ferry costs have just been so prohibitive that it's just impossible to get a van over with all your gear and make it make financial sense whereas this time we were, you know we were lucky enough that last year we came out with Bowling for Soup and you know we played in front of 2,000 people a night and it was amazing so we thought actually this would be you know the best time to try it and it paid off so it mm-hmm. means that we can actually know next year that we can definitely come back and it's going to make sense so yeah we're definitely going to keep coming back awesome also a big difference between the Bowling for Soup uh, gig as well uh, there's no barrier here there's no barrier <laughs> there's, no barrier. there's no security so 
Who knows what's going to happen tonight? Crowd surfers are going to have a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be chaos. It Keep your eyes chaos. peeled, lads. Yeah, it's yes. going to be chaos. Uh, your new album, Join the Club, came out in July. You know, how was the recording experience for that? I loved it. Yeah, it was actually my favourite yeah. recording experience. Definitely. Um, Agreed. We kind of took a completely different approach to it. So normally we'll kind of go to a studio or whatever. Um, well, we, at least the last album anyway, we went, we went to a studio and did it there. Um, First album as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this one, we basically recorded 80% of it in Beth and Andy's house. Um, just in the living room and there's no it's, it's just amazing like everyone's comfortable there's no yep. really like time limits or anything like that you can start when you want to finish when you want to work on stuff when you're like motivated to work on it and you know feeling in the right space for it and also it's just so just so chill like yeah the only annoying thing was the cats <laughs> there are definitely a couple of meows if you listen really carefully on that album hidden in some of the layers because <laughs> they would scream in the background as we were recording stuff um but yeah, like Timmy said, absolutely loved recording at home and building, you know, a studio in our living room, essentially. Um, yeah. Timmy acquired some goods from a music college in the, in Nottingham, <laughs> and then we built a vocal booth, which was challenging. So we spent a whole afternoon yeah. hammering nails in my garden yeah. to build this vocal booth, and then it was balanced against my, la- my lamp. Yeah, so it's still very kind of like DIY, DIY yeah. which is which is our band all over really. Yeah, um, we also got to work with we we we, were, we worked with a new producer on um, this record um, called Alex Cop, and he's been amazing. Um, did a really really good job. He nailed um, it, and we actually literally so we did one song with him, instantly became the best of friends, and he then basically lived at mine and Beth's house mm-hmm. whilst we were making the album and just stayed in our spare room yeah. and it was just the best experience yeah it was, it was literally just like having a mate you're just recording an album with your mate yeah and now we hang out with him all the time yeah even when we're not doing music stuff he's literally <laughs> just one of our best mates now it's great yeah, he's come out to so many of these shows while on this tour yeah it's been good well, that's awesome because like I feel like especially with watching like uh, documentaries on like making of albums it seems like the best stuff comes when you don't feel like you're working when you're yeah. just having fun mm-hmm. and you're not working as well like you know when you book a studio you're very conscious that there's like a day rate and you need to be finished by like five or six so you're always working to a deadline you're always worried that if you go into a, like another day it's added cost whereas when you're at home it's like oh should we take a break for an hour just have a cup of tea and just chat and work on some harmonies that you might not actually get the time to do in a, in a studio that you're paying a day rate mm-hmm. for and it just made the whole experience so relaxed and so nice and we definitely made them a much better album for it. Yeah, it gives you that like headspace. Yeah. So like you're not worried about time. Yeah. Because you're always fighting the clock when you rent out a studio. Um, but it gave you that headspace to really sit and think about the songs, and you didn't have to force anything. Um, it was just like, well, if this isn't working, we'll come back to it later. Yeah. And I think it's it re- it worked really really well, and I think everyone as well like everyone just stepped up their game for this record. Like best vocals, are, like absolutely insane on this record. It's the best she's ever sounded. Yeah. It turned out really well, you know, congratulations to you guys, you know, it's amazing. Uh, one of my favourite songs off of it, and is one of the biggest songs probably you ever had, was Carousel. It got loads of airplay on BBC Radio 1. It did. Uh, is there a story behind it? Yes, there is. <laughs> so, our, what I love about our band is that there is no set way that we write music. Sometimes Beth will start a song with a vocal line and come to us and say, oh, I've written this vocal line, I've got absolutely no music, let's try and see what we can fit around it. Sometimes I'll come to the guys with like a riff idea. Whereas Carousel, I was bugging Timmy for some more songs. I was like, Tim Dog, you gotta, you gotta send me some new material, man. Like we've got a whole album to finish, I want something. 
and I just get a text back from him going, you're going to fucking hate it. It is the stupidest riff that I've ever written, and it was more as a joke. I don't think you're going to vibe it. He sent over just the intro riff. There was nothing else. It was just that intro riff. And Beth and I literally just sat down and said, that was the best thing we've heard, like, in so long. And then we wrote the whole song around it, and it was, yeah. Yeah. It was I th- so I, good. I, I think I submitted probably about three songs to the record that had that exact same story. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to just keep writing joke songs, like just yeah. stuff that you don't think's ever gonna... Because, like, Timmy said to me, literally, he was like, yeah, I wrote this as a joke, and it doesn't fit our sound. Like, it just doesn't... It's not like anything we've ever done before. It's so heavy and it's so brutal. Um, and yeah, it, and it just turned into this great, great song. Yeah. I was actually like trying to, I was spending the day trying to write stuff and nothing was really working. So I kind of gave up and I was like, I'll come back to it another day. And then I just started noodling around, just messing around and just playing more like metal y riff kind of stuff. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I'll record that and then maybe like it can be used for something or someone down the line and then yeah those guys got a hold and up. then that lead guitar part over the top I didn't even write Beth sang it to me and I tabbed out so she came up with the melody and sang it to me and I tabbed it out and it just worked great mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome Tim you wrote a banger you did mate you did you wrote a banger and how did you come up with the solo for it it seems like it's a one take thing <laughs> So typically what I tend to do with all my solos is I improvise and I will press record on every single time that I'm improvising and then do maybe like 10 or 12 takes, choose the best bits of what I like that I've improvised, work it out into like a full cohesive thing and then record that. But it is usually a one take thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't remember exactly what I did with Carousel, but that was that's usually my process for solos. Cool, you had like a Cliff Burton pulling teeth moment, like bass, take one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, basically. (laughs) Um, If you could collaborate with any musician dead or alive, who would it be? I don't want to jinx the next album, but we would love to do some features. And there are definitely some bands on our hit list that we would kill to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, it's like, it's only one. You can name multiple, name a super group, anything. God. This is tough, isn't it? It is tough. It is tough. So many musicians. I mean, Caleb from Beartooth, I would do anything to have that man feature on a track. There's obviously Raoul from Shikari, the Charlotte Sands, who's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Gerard Way for MCR. Like, I mean, that's like just not even within this galaxy of possibilities. Yeah. But Soupy from Wonder Years. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah. Mark Hoppus actually featuring Mark Hoppus <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick shots fired at Hot Mulligan <laughs> oh no they're one of our favourite bands yeah. like absolutely no shots fired we, I love them we yeah. love that band so much but yeah it would be hilarious them, to song. them get them to feature oh yeah. Well. yeah and then still call it featuring Mark yeah Hoppus. and then still call it <laughs> featuring Tom DeLong like yes yeah. yes and it's actually Hot Mulligan yeah mate I'm here for it I'm here for it that's amazing I love that uh, did you go see them when they came over Blink Timmy did yeah I missed out on tickets because I didn't think they would sell out as quick as they did and then I couldn't get tickets and I was heartbroken oh, no. but Timmy Timmy made it at least you got to go see them we got it cancelled oh no they were scheduled though right yeah they were scheduled uh, the free arena is going under some sort of renovations or something so they had to move the venue oh. and put more tickets on sale so 
So I might have to come over to Ireland to see Hot Mulligan. Mm. I'm here for it. I have this. Blink. Blink. Oh, Blink. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> I thought we still on Hot Mulligan. I wish uh, Hot Mulligan. <laughs> no, you got confused because I went to see Hot Mulligan like three weeks before Blink as well. So uh, I saw Hot Mulligan and Blink like. Yeah. Really I also did not get tickets for Blink either. To be fair, you only got tickets on the day for Blink. I did. I was literally like sat there watching TV and my friend calls me up and he's on the way to Leeds and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. He's like, want to go to Blink? And I'm like, of course I want to go to Blink. Like, why, did, why did you even ask me what I'm doing? Where were we when Blink tickets went on sale? Because we were all in the van trying to get them for you. We, we were, were on, on a tour. We were on a tour doing something. Was it bowling? Bowling for soup? It was, yeah, Beth's nodding in the background. Yeah. We went on sale in September, so... Oh, well... Well, they did for us anyway, so what did they... We been? were definitely on top ourselves with um, Botlegs. Yeah, and literally there was like five of us in the van trying to get Timmy tickets. <laughs> yeah. They're his favourite band, and none of us could do it. We all failed. But then on the day... On the day I get a phone call, it's like, hey, want to go see Blink? It's like, fuck yes, I want to go see Blink. Like, I don't even understand why he asked me what I was doing that day. Like, just say, <laughs> do you, you're going to Blink. Yeah, anything would have been cancelled. And then literally five minutes later I get phone call from the happiest Timmy I've ever spoken to going guess what I'm fucking doing today I was like you gotta go see Blink aren't you <laughs> yeah were you standing or sitting um I was like sitting but like seats were actually crazy good like I was on the front row of my tier so it was like and it, the tier was like next to the stage so yeah it was like the best view Just and they're so good so so good like I don't understand how they keep upping the production values and stuff it's crazy oh I can't wait to see them I says I'd never go see them unless they were back with Tom Tom joined back I was like yeah yeah (laughs) they sound honestly they're probably the best they've ever sounded right now I would say they sound so good that's awesome awesome look forward to seeing them next year um do you have any favourite album releases of 2023 so far or any that you're looking forward to next year uh what's uh, I mix everything up. I don't know when stuff came out. That's the problem. You're also terrible with records. I am. Yeah. Ban Camino's new album was great. Yeah, Ban Camino's was good. Um, Hot Mulligan's, why yeah. I watched, that was really good. Um, Hot Milk's album was great. Yeah. That was this year, wasn't it? Yes. Holding Absence just released a new album. That was sick. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, what was this year and what was 2022? Did you listen to Heart Attacks Man's new album, Freaking Nature? No. Is that the one with the Kennedy song? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's such a good record. So good. I haven't checked so that out yet. Um, Take It Back Sunday just dropped a new album. They just did drop a new album. That's pretty good. Um, it's a bit of a slow burner, but it's, it's good. I have only listened to it through twice. I think it's one of those ones where you have to just put headphones on, block out the world, and just take it all in. Yeah. You, know? it's not you like have a, to do it in one listen. Yeah. 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 So it's not like, more, it's, it's less of a casual listen, more of a, you know, kind of deep dive. It hits deep, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Um, who are, um, who did I go see with Hot Mulligan? And I was like, this album's Spanish incredible. Love Songs? Spanish Love Songs. Yeah. Their yeah. record is, their new record is, absolutely incredible we're like a married couple I wasn't even there but I know no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just naming so many bands and I was sat there just thinking like, I could literally like sing you every song off our record and I remember Wonder Year's name. record was that this year was that last year no that no, was that, last year was that 22 that was last year that was a banging record though that yeah. was so good that was really good I've only recently started to appreciate the Wonder Years like I've always loved their album um, No Closer to Heaven oh such a good record it's one of my top 10 albums of all time but like I checked them out and was like I need to listen to more of these. Yeah. He's just such a fantastic like lyricist yeah. and the way he delivers the vocals as well. It just it breaks your heart. It just it? gets you, yeah, yeah. man. It just, They're hard it, to sing along to as well, like. Yeah, for sure. No, it's uh, it's some deep shit, but it's also fun and in places and upbeat, but yeah, they're really maturing as songwriters and I think they're putting out some amazing work. 
Um, the new Paramore record came out this year, right? Yes, yes, it did. Great shout. That was earlier in the year, so yeah. that's why it like yeah, everything's just merged. And obviously more. the new Blink record. Yes. That's also amazing. So yeah. like yeah, it's been a really good year for music. It has been a good year. Really, really good year. A good year. Too many good albums. <laughs> Too many good records. Um, here's our last question. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone wanting to start a band in 2023? We'll probably have very different answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think there's probably two elements of it. Um, I think from the creative side, I would just say kind of take your time with it. Yeah. And spend, write a lot of songs. Um, just somebody warming up in the background. <laughs> That's what we do. Everyone thinks we're really cool backstage. It's like we're, everyone's just walking around doing that noise. Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah. But yeah, take your time with the songs. Like, don't rush to get anything out. Like, work with a really good producer. Don't write like twenty songs and do them all bad quality. Like, do three songs, but make them all incredible. Um, and just yeah, really take your time with the creative side of it and figure out what you want to sound like and where you want that sound to develop to down the road. I would say. Um, and then Andy is going to give you the uh, smart man. I got completely distracted by Alid from Dream State making the weirdest noises outside the green room as he's yeah. warming up for his set. I, I've done the creative side of it and I figured you could do the, um, the, the businessy kind of... Yeah, so for me, it would be don't spend any fucking money on PR. Like, just don't... You're, you're not ready for it. Like, no one's going to give a fuck. Radio are not going to care. Magazines aren't going to care. You're not ready to spend that money. Actually invest that money on making sure that people are actually listening to the songs in terms of like advertising your socials that's such a much better investment of your time and your money than trying to get like you know press radio magazines etc yeah for sure and just finding the right people as well like that's crazy I would say that's crazy important but I mean that's gonna be trial and error that's what that's really what we found yeah know? true true um Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. And join the club is out now. Yeah. yeah.